Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. And Danny, we are still in Costa Rica. We're still here. This has been an amazing week so far, <laughs> and I'm so excited for our guest today. We have the owner and founder of Rhythmia and the retreat that we're at, and we are going to have a whole separate episode about Danny and I's experience here. And we are excited to ask Jerry about his experience and how he came to uh, creating Rhythmia, the purpose behind this amazing place, and his backstory. So welcome. Thanks well, for being here. Welcome, Thank you Jerry. Guys for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. We were, let's see, we came to our first day and Jerry gave the orientation. And, you know, I had read your book, Jerry, but after seeing you speak, I mean, we could not stop laughing. We're like, this guy's Good. a comedian. We were like snorting in the chair. <laughs> so we were like so excited to chat with you today. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And we loved your story. So obviously, your story, the way you told it was in such detail. And just so you know, like you put us both really at ease. I think the two of us kind of didn't know what to expect. And, and obviously, that's totally. the point of the orientation uh-huh. uh so tell everyone like just a little bit about your origin story like kind of where did you come from like what little bit about your background okay uh i was i was born in scranton pennsylvania and uh i was born in a pretty violent upbringing and i uh through a series of 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 things i wound up not graduating high school and i ended up going into business and i did well in business and i uh I became a millionaire and then a multimillionaire and that kind of stuff. And uh, But I was super unhappy and super depressed. And I was a real, can I curse on that? Yeah. yeah. Asshole. <laughs> so, so the, the and I was really, you know, the stereotypical, rich, loud, uh, flashy, uh, empty, bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy. And uh, and I really did not like people, and particularly women, but in general, people. Uh, I didn't even like men. <laughs> you know, I, didn't like, <laughs> I just hated. Basically, people. I didn't yeah. like people. Yeah. Uh, and and it showed up in my life and everything that I did. And I was more than normally bad. I was a sex addict, a drug addict, uh, but in a real drug addict, a real alcoholic, not a a, a part time. I was the real the real show. Yeah, I you said like you said you went terrible. to jail when you were. I went to jail. You went to jail a, when you were younger, and you made a promise that you would do something with do something life. with yeah. your life, and so do something <laughs> meant make money. Yes, right. You yeah. mentioned um, Irish Catholic a bunch, and I'm an, I yeah. actually went to Catholic school, Irish Catholic, growing I love up that, that way, huge family. So, yeah. how do you feel like that culture? I mean, and, and it's fine. Like you know, some people are Catholic, and that's their their space. Yeah. But how do you feel like that? Like, what was that environment like for you? Or, like, how do you so feel like that? I, I believe this, right? I'm a super fan of Jesus. I am. Uh, i always been. Uh, I will always be of Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in it more than, than any. I believe in it more as a, as a stereotype than I do uh, as an archetype rather than mm-hmm. I do as a, as a human. Yeah? Sure. Uh, but the, the consciousness of it is mind-boggling. The... And I knew some very good Catholics. I can tell you that I know some great Catholics. 
by and large, the ones that I knew personally weren't too good. <laughs> so, so I was brought up, I don't agree with the school system. I don't agree with the church. Uh, I believe there are some beautiful miracles that go on in that mass. There are some mysteries that are beyond beautiful, beautiful. But as a whole, no. And and for children, especially not. Guilt mm. is not something, yeah. guilt and shame are not yes. two good things for kids. It doesn't work. And the, the right and wrong of everything is very confusing mm-hmm. for a kid uh, when everything in your body wants to touch its penis. And, <laughs> yeah, supposed right. to, Like it's a crazy fucking thing to do to anybody, right? Yeah. Uh, so in, in, in particular, where I was from, there, there were more, it was more blue collar and, and rougher mm-hmm. than, than, I mean, there's some wonderful Catholic schools that are great, yeah. Uh, and mine was a nice one. But, you know, violence was something in my upbringing. Yeah. Violent, hitting women, children, fuck. Yep. Children were to be seen, not heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And women were there as a service item. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were to have sex with them and have them do shit for you. Yep. And that was really as clear as it was. And a good wife did all that. Mm-hmm. And then a good husband went out and did whatever he wanted Made the money to do. Made the money, delivered it. Provided. And that was the end of his job. Mm-hmm. So it was a really, a uh, really thing. And, and the, the brides of Jesus and I, the nuns and I hated each other. I don't know for whatever <laughs> reason, we did not like each other at all. I was okay with some priests, but the nuns, fuck, I, I couldn't do it. And, uh, and they hated me. Yeah, so that that was super confusing, and yet I would always find myself in church mm-hmm. uh, without prompting. Like I would be doing the worst shit, and I would go from like doing cocaine off a stripper's ass yep. to into church Wednesday morning. Like I'd be like, well, how did that? Uh, did you feel like it on some level like absolved you, or it made you? I remember leaving mass and feeling like I did a good deed. Yeah, you know, like it, it was does almost feel like, let me good. give give twenty bucks. Let me give a hundred. Like let's yeah. pay the basket and yeah. And they were all about buy your way to heaven, so it all worked. You know. <laughs> yeah. But but there was something in the the sacrament of communion that was really beautiful. There's something in that, mm-hmm. uh, and still to this day, I have not been in a Catholic church in six and a half years. I believe that to be true. I hope that I'm telling the truth and. No Christmases, no nothing. Yeah, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I have not been in a Catholic church in that long. And there's something beautiful and mysterious about them. You know, there is a mystery there. There's a lot in mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. Something happened and went the wrong way. Yeah. You know? Very like the intention stuff. was there. Gorgeous. You know, what we look at Jesus' intention. teachings, right? I mean, They're the most beautiful yeah. things. Yeah. So did you find yourself struggling internally because you'd go to church and you'd you knew, quote unquote, the right thing. And yet on the outside, you were doing drugs. And Yeah, I think I think more than that, I looked at church mm-hmm. as something that could help me mm-hmm. because I was in such miserable shape as a human. Hmm. Uh-huh. That's more how I looked at it. I wasn't judging yep. church or mad at it. I was just fucked up beyond all recognition. And you had consciousness of that. You were like, I know that I'm like you. Had, I know you that said I'm just, different. I know that I'm a piece of shit. I know that I'm different than this person next mm-hmm. to me in a in a way that's more than uh, we're all unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I know that my traits and proclivities are not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I was at, mm-hmm. and I felt depressed because of that. Yeah, because my natural state was 
doing cocaine and having sex with everybody hmm. and then being mean. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a strange yeah. thing, you know, a strange way to be. Yeah. And so did you have an awareness of like, I want to change at some point? Yeah, I, I, I had two kids that I actually liked. And, and the thing <laughs> is, is that, that, and there's two different stories about this, but I believe they, that my oldest son saw a syringe of mine. Now, uh, when I was injecting myself mm-hmm. with uh, Demerol, now, uh, to his recollection, he didn't see it. Mm. Crazy. But he knew that I was doing it. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that he was doing it and thought he saw it. Yeah. Crazy shit, shit, you know, just mm-hmm. life yeah. stuff. And, uh, and I was heartbroken for them because I really liked them. And I decided to go to rehab because of them. Mm. You know, my wife had left me. I had a wonderful wife. I had a, a militant, devoted, cleaner, uh, <laughs> just organized woman Mm -hmm. that helped me she helped me become successful in business this lady did just not that she had anything to do with anyway but her she was steady and always there always did everything for me there was an ideal like fucked up ozzy and harriet situation yeah Yeah. it's interesting right when you think about like attachment styles you think about you know you're kind of like was she because i know a different version of like the catholic church is like that martyr right like we 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 take pride in being the one who suffers the most and i think i've seen that a lot in women in my life they like to be you know the one who they always have to do everything for everybody they like kind of martyring themselves out do you think it was kind of some of that she was more of like the she was super sexual in her own right uh, before meeting me and and wild she was a bartender she was all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and and she turned into this most amazing most consistent uh person for me and uh and i fucked it up i slept with everyone everyone our maid of honor like everything i left no stone unturned and uh and i i ruined this poor lady you know and and i'll be forever regretful of that because she's a great human this one yeah so that was going on Mm -hmm. and then and then my sons left me with her Mm -hmm. and at the time I identified with their pain but not hers yeah you know like and and the thing is so what's so funny is had I done this work first I never would have been with her Mm -hmm. sure Uh, it was just that we were perfect for each other yeah and that codependent shit Mm -hmm. at that time you yep. know yeah so the kids and the kids the kids were just super devastated you know uh, because to them they only saw her and I together and pretty much normal and happy and then to have it all blow up and then to find out all kinds of shit about their dad not not nice stuff you know yeah and so now me and those kids are closer than I've never seen a father son relationship like I have with the boys. You know, they're just it's crazy. They're here all the time doing medicine. Really, I mean, that's cool. So the they time. were heartbroken, kind of to see where heartbroken. you were at, and heartbroken. Yeah. you said I have to do something. Yep, and I decided to go to Passages Malibu in in California, and uh, I got a little sidetracked on the trip out there, but then I ultimately got there <laughs> <laughs> by sidetracked he means he went on a like couple day drug a, binge a bender <laughs> so you guys you, need to read his book yeah you go to passages and you don't quite make it to there and you Get end close. up going really on a couple day bender and they come knocking on your door find you yep. 
drag you to passages. Yep. And then you end up doing rehab for how long? 60. 60 uh, days. I was going to do 30 and I stayed for 30. Yeah. I fell in love with this Dr. McNary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not in a sexual way, you know, but I, I yeah. just, he's the first guy I ever trusted and he's a super kind human. Yeah. Uh, it's funny to look at him and to see him and then to really know what's in there. Yeah. He's a gem. He's a gem. A gem. Yeah. So 60 days at rehab, is that where the ayahuasca started? No. I, I, uh, that's where agape started. I went to agape. I met Beckwith. Him and I became like buddies, crazy as that would sound, but we did. We love that story that you told in the it's orientation. The We're yeah. like, this dude, he's a marketer. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> you won him over. <laughs> I did win him over. And yeah. that, was a, that was a long shot. Yeah. Know, uh, we're so different at yeah. the time. But there was something in me that resonated with him before things happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we just got along and he's one of my saviors, you know, he's one of my saviors and agape hooked me. And, and I, I went on a five year, seven day a week. It's actually six days. It was five days with Jeff, two days with Kathleen McNamara, but one of those days overlapped. Mm-hmm. So I was in therapy six days a week. So that would be five hours a day, eight hours on one day, and three hours on another day. Uh, so, yeah, so. So how many hours a week were you in therapy for five years straight? About 46 hours Dang. a week. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And That's your business was just running to pay for this? I had already sold yeah. my company. So you just had just money. sitting on money, yeah. So crazy. And uh, So, yeah, so you went to rehab for 60 days. Yeah. But then you relapsed. Yeah, well, well I went to rehab for... Demerol. Yeah. Not for cocaine. <laughs> oh. It was a 100% success. Spoken like a true addict. Okay. <laughs> it worked But you're still drinking. And doing lots of cocaine. Yeah. And having sex with everybody. And but going to therapy and showing up. And going to therapy and drinking a ton. And, uh, and that goes on for about five years. And then I get suicidal again. And because uh, I tried to commit suicide two times before I get suicidal again. And I, I t- asked Jeff what I should do. You know, I said, it's not working, you know. And I had so much of, of psychological slash spiritual theory at that time. Mm-hmm. I had so much knowledge. You know, you can't do, you can't do 2,800 hours of intensive and not not get it gets intellectually get it intellectually or. get it uh-huh. and that made it worse mm-hmm. because i got you're like it intellectually. And you judge yeah like, for not. you're like i know I what to do but it. i can't stop or yeah, yeah. i just couldn't get it uh-huh. i couldn't embody it you know so yeah so i told jeff told me to take a vacation i went on vacation and and a bunch of crazy shit happened and at the at the end of the day uh a woman came to visit me while I was on vacation and told me to go to do a plant medicine in Costa Rica. And it was the last chance I had. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I did it. I immediately did it, you know. And during this plant medicine journey, I got to the moon, believe it or not. And the moon typed shit out. And my first question was, why was I such an asshole? Yeah. And... She took me to go collect my soul, and then we went back in time to a house in Scranton, Pennsylvania that my grandmother had. It was my grandmother's house, 
and and through another series of of stuff i watched myself being sexually molested by my grandfather and i watched it like i'm watching youtube mm-hmm. right now like it's this just this vivid yeah it's this yeah. it's not black and white it's this mm-hmm. happening and it's in a strange video like where i could see you i could see me in that scene huh? crazy yeah that's so yeah. crazy wild shit yeah and uh and that how did that make you feel like in the moment terrible Scared. for the first well for the first five minutes i felt devastated and then i started feeling good about it because it explained everything about mm. why i was the way that i was mm-hmm. that's I, such a interesting thing to think about that in that moment of seeing that you can also feel almost grateful for that insight and 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 relieved like yeah that's crazy terribly relieved i was like i'm not defective this thing happened right you know it was a beautiful moment in all honesty crazily so and then uh you know then she answered the rest of these 10 questions that i had and and on my on my second journey uh she tied a business model in mind i was going to be in a particularly not good business and she told me i couldn't do that and that i had to do something else with her Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that was this place. And within two months, I bought this place. Wow. Uh-huh. And in the same uh, system we now use for people, we've had about 4,600 people through here wow. to, to date. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and we now do it for everybody. And, and, and we have a tremendously high uh, success rate. By the time it's done, you guys will see what Saturday looks like. It's a, it's a real success. And and the great thing about this stuff, is that, you know, I'm a big data and survey person. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of surveys and questions and stuff. The the coolest part about this one is that 97.55 percent of the people that are here, uh, six months later, report that this was the week that changed their life, mm-hmm. and that they still have the thing that happened to them here. So, you know, the big problem with a lot of the workshops, yep. you know, is that because it's all cerebral and it's all basically conscious-based, yeah, that that changes can happen in your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And the moment you click out of that, it goes back to the other thing. This work is all done in spirit, yeah, in, in subconscious, and, and then it's, tied up in consciousness mm-hmm. you know so it's this thing that goes back to front uh it fixes it fixes the the engine first and the car later like the it's it's really it's really amazing and so I'm what humbled. was your so after you had that first those couple of first journeys like how was your life different besides starting this place were you just like sober right away like how did uh, so let's talk about sobriety because it's a interesting question for an interesting sure. topic so Immediately the next day, I didn't want to smoke cigarettes, uh, which was the biggest pull I had in my life. I didn't want to drink. I wasn't pulled to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's five years ago this July 4th. Uh-huh. That's just so new. Yeah. And what's interesting with the medicine, so with 12-step and all kinds of stuff, you can't do anything. With the medicine, you can do anything, but nothing has you. So mm. so let's take a look at that. So uh, so I used to my drinking has been reduced by over ninety percent, and the only time I drink, I kind of force myself to do it 
because I'm in company mm-hmm. that's doing it. Yeah. And then the next day I'm unhappy. Yeah. Of, not that I did it, but just how I feel. I don't yeah. like mm-hmm. the feeling of it. So I used to every day, without exception, I would drink a bottle of wine, and then I would start drinking. So so. And, and then I, I would start. <laughs> yeah. Drink that a was the primer. To kick it off. And I did cocaine almost every day. Yeah. I did I did Demerol on every day that I didn't do cocaine. I I was addicted to all this stuff. I haven't done a drug in four years. I had a Tylenol, uh, four and a half, almost five years. I had a Tylenol, uh, which not a Tylenol, and a leave, and it made me sick. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a, I drink occasionally. When I say occasionally, it's occasionally. Right. Uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke a cigarette a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's interesting is you can do anything, but there's no pull. Right. There's no pull to it. Yeah. Where a lot of people like with alcoholic tendencies can't go to bars or go to parties yeah, no, or that, can't can, be around it's it. like they could be around it and they're like, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. You just be around it and take it yeah. or leave it. Like same thing with sex. Like, you know, I would, I know this sounds terrible, but I'd sleep sometimes three with three different women, then go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and think nothing of it like an average day was two and and i had resources that would allow all that to happen without problems right yeah i mean without there are problems but you know (laughs) with yeah consequences no consequences no nothing yeah just life and and i couldn't imagine having sex with someone that i don't really 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 know right and have a connection with i couldn't even I wouldn't, I would run away. I would, I wouldn't know what to do. I I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't know what to do with that. I would just feel like yucky. It would be terrible for me. Uh Uh-huh. So therefore it never happens. Sure. So, and I'm in a place, yeah, where, where there are such vulnerable people all day and all night. And if I was predatory in any way, this would be a dream come true. Right. And not have I ever. But not only not have I, not has one of my employees. Like we're we're walking the walk, you know what I mean? Yep, we're yep. doing it and 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 it's hard for you know, I got single guys that work here and sure. stuff like that. It's hard because, you know, this is a really loving environment. Yep. Uh huh. But nobody ever does that. And so that's what my life looks like. And and joy comes from something my source of joy is watching what happens to people. It's the craziest thing. I used to fucking hate people. Yeah. And now my joy is watching what happens to them. And even though I hated people, I would hate when people didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and, I, and I love what happens to them. Crazy how everything shifts, yeah? Yeah. Through grace, you know? It's just an amazing thing. That yeah. is. There's so many layers to this. Like one of my thoughts is given your like upbringing in Catholicism and religion and then taking the medicine, how did you kind of reconcile like the spiritual part? I got to tell you that one. So it was in my seventh or eighth journey and and the guy Muganda was my shaman. Mm -hmm. Uh And I said to him, the medicine told me the moon told me to open up this place, uh-huh. and I don't want to because I think Jesus would be mad. This right. was mm-hmm. my mindset yeah. at uh-huh. the time. Of course. Uh-huh. And he said, well, let's go. We have 10 more questions. Let's go to the moon. My last question was, can I speak 
to Jesus. Uh huh. So I'm standing on yeah. the moon, and no bullshit. Jesus appeared, like out of standing next to me on the moon. Yeah. And he wasn't the pretty Jesus. He was this dirty Jew Jesus. He was this dirty, disheveled, <laughs> not attractive, <laughs> dirty little Jew. <laughs> and 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 it was like I was like. Oh, you're Jesus. And like, I was surprised. Right. You know? I was just shocked. I thought I'd get the blonde, blue eyed, you know, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Jesus, the white Jesus. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and he just said to me, he said, what you have, you've been looking for me. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, I have, I have some questions. And he goes, yeah. I said, is this, is this medicine thing good? And he said, the more people do the medicine, the more they see themselves. The more they see themselves, the more they can become like me. The more they can become like me, the more that they can live in love. Mm. Fucking wow. crazy. And then he ra- and then I said like a cocky, I was so stupid. At the time, I had just done my first seven journeys and I was like, I'm going to be this, I'm this great guy and da 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 da. And I was looking for a compliment. And I said to him, I said, he said, is that it? And I said, I said, I have another question. I said, uh, Jesus, how am I doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> how am I doing? Yeah. And I thought he was going to say, you know. Like, good great. job, you're doing da, good. Da, da, da. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, you're smarter than that. Oh. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, I'm not watching you. You're watching you. Oh. And he walked away. <gasps> and the last time I saw Jesus. Wow. Wow. Crazy Incredible. shit. Incredible, huh? yeah. Made me cry, you know? Yeah. 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 Crazy so stuff. one thing you keep mentioning is your journey with the moon. And we've had a couple ceremonies now. And I haven't had the same experience every night. So it uh-huh. seemed like almost every time you would kind of be able to go back to the same. The first How- 40 some. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why do you think that was? Or I think that I had so much work to do mm-hmm. i was so behind uh-huh you know that that it needed i needed this repetitious reinforcement that that uh, this is right mm-hmm. and real yeah and then and then you know my journeys lately are probably a lot like yours sometimes i get the moon sometimes i get a snake sometimes i get just colors sometimes i get just words out of nowhere sometimes i just get a body journey and I'm just cleansing and purging and shitting and all mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's more normal. Yeah. <laughs> what I find fascinating, <laughs> what I find, ha- what I found fascinating over the last few days is asking a question and then almost immediately having the answer. Isn't that good stuff? It's, it's crazy. really crazy. It's really crazy where it's like, like you said, why am I an asshole? And then all of a sudden it came or, yep. and it's like you get this almost instantaneous Instant. knowing. Yeah. And it's, it's even sometimes where you don't even, um, maybe there's not words attached, but you just suddenly like have a knowing. Yep. So isn't that beautiful though? So they, they explain what that is. Yeah. So when you drink the medicine, you get drunk, your body gets drunk, your mind, your conscious, your subconscious gets drunk, your ego gets drunk. Uh Uh-huh. And for the, and your soul can't get drunk and your soul is the all knowing. Uh, so for the first time, you're in real communion. And that's the beautiful word, communion. I love it. You're in real communion. And in that space of real communion, you are the source of all knowledge. Mm. 
So mm. you, it's it's you talking to you, mm-hmm. uh huh. Mm-hmm. You talking to you in your divinity, yeah. And your and you guys in your feminine divinity or your masculine divinity, mm-hmm. uh, whatever piece of that is uh, that's going to the highest at that moment is you. It's beautiful shit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit about who this is for, because, you know, we've heard a lot of stories uh, from people who work here and, you know, obviously your story, and it feels like, okay, maybe the plant medicine is only for someone who is literally like seriously Uh miserable, Uh depressed, addicted, you know, so like, is there a place for someone who's like, you know what, I think I'm good. Like I'm pretty balanced. I'm pretty like grounded. I don't really have that much like moment to moment anxiety or depression or childhood trauma. Uh, Yeah. Like uh, I don't really uh, have a lot of that. I would say at least half of the people that come here are in that category Uh on an average, on any given week, because Mm -hmm. those folks. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing with them too, is by Friday, more than half of them discover something that was back there that they didn't well, weren't readily aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they go through the whole program, if they yeah. hit every single night, uh huh. So more than half, I'd say the va- and the rest that are here are usually here because so that leaves a quarter. They're explorers. They want to go deeper. They hit a plateau with their their own practice where they feel like there's more that they could get. Yeah. Uh huh. And so that's that part of, of, of the group that does that. And they always get it. The, the medicine's so funny, you know, it's so, it's so, so funny, uh, because it finds you where you think you're at, mm. uh-huh. not where you're at. Cause we're, where you think you're at, where your girlfriend sees you as being at, where your lover sees you as being at, where your boss or employees see we're always at different things we see ourselves as this and Mm -hmm. we're not we're always somewhere else yeah Mm -hmm. uh so the medicine finds you where you think you're at and then takes you to where you're at and then gives you an option do you want to go do you want to stay do you like it's crazy shit interesting yeah it's good stuff what what do you say to like literally one of the maybe it was the second day and i was you know i didn't really have uh had an interesting experience the first night but mostly i was just thinking Everybody here is just high. Uh-huh. This is just bullshit. Uh-huh. And so I had this major skepticism. Yeah, and how yeah. do you address that with people who are just like maybe even listening? They're like, I don't even need that. These are just a bunch of lunatics on drugs and they're having uh-huh. a Because can't you just explain everything away? You're like, oh, well, that means this and that means this. Uh-huh. And there's no like fact checking or, you know what I mean? So. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> so so y- y- here, here's the interesting thing. If you take this all the way back to the source of these traditions, there's always a soul-splitting story at the source of these traditions. And, and when a soul is ready to come back in, when, when, so the soul is always within your aura, but you, your ego splits off. And when, when your soul is fed up or it's a time for change or da-da-da-da, it will let the you know Mm-hmm. that it's time so so the story of you know you hear this kind of thing all the time that uh i didn't believe in meditation and then one day for whatever reason i tried it and boom da 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 same thing with plant medicine so so you know there there are many recipes uh-huh and the one when the one that strikes you is there it's not you thinking it's it. Mm. It's it's this part of you that wants to mm-hmm. to commune mm-hmm. back back into you, yeah. So 
So it will let you know if it's the truth. Now, the, the interesting thing is a lot of time it will pose itself as question in order to get you there. Mm-hmm. So I think this is bullshit. Let me go try it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Bing, hook. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. uh, there's all ways yeah. to get. It's a very, you know, they say the ego's brilliant, but the soul is above it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the soul's slicker than slick. When it's ready, it's yep. ready. And then it, it finds a way. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I had some pretty profound experiences doing hypnotherapy and it also kind of came out of just, I'm like, you know what? This sounds like bullshit. There was a Groupon and I was so fed up with some things in my life. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And I had some really um, interesting insights. Amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I, you know, even though my skepticism was high here as well, I was like, well, this happened in other places and it's happened for other people. So yeah. it's kind of like, give it a try. But I can also like, I can see and I could speak to the person who feels like you guys just sound like a bunch of maniacs. Yeah. So, and, and, and with that too, let's mm-hmm. even say that. So if somebody ever comes here, I can tell you without, without exception, if they do all nights and then two nights of breath work loaded on medicine, mm-hmm. they'll never think that way. It's not it, usually... Uh, you know, nobody's running around Santa Monica stealing money to go do some ayahuasca. Right. That's for damn sure. Yeah, Yeah, I will say. People have to psych themselves up. Yes. Like, you know, like you have to have the money, then you have to psych yourself up because most people are afraid of seeing their darkness and puking. Yeah. That's their whole, I can't puke. You know, like it's not that kind of thing, you know. That's that's the truth. I w- I'd say after the first night, I was like, nobody would do this for recreation fun. No way. You would not do this for recreation. No way. It's uh-huh. not a drug that you would want to be no just. Way. <laughs> it's no. such, um, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot all week. It's like you are, it's hard sell because you're going, I got to go through all of this kind of like yep. physical, emotional, you know, spiritual yep. kind of pain, but I can't see the result yet. Like yes. I can't see like, yeah. I, you know, your friends. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to work. It might, it may, it might bring up some stuff that I don't want to know about. So yeah. Or I don't even know if it's gonna be that amazing, to be honest. Yeah. So so just those conditions present that you just said let you know that something higher is calling and pushing that. Huh? Because if I said to you, hey look, if I put out a sign on Santa Monica Boulevard, hey, starts out, give me five thousand dollars. <laughs> Number one. Number two <laughs> You're going to shit like you never shit before in your life. <laughs> You're going to puke so much that your shoes, your toes are going to hurt. You're going to have headaches. You're going to cry. You're going to see shit you never wanted to see. Come on with me. <laughs> right. Who the fuck in their right mind? Uh, yet. Yet. Yet people do it. So many people do it because the results. So this yep. is the thing with that. So if you go to to TripAdvisor, and this is what's so funny. I mean, this is a cute place. It's a cute place. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. Yep. Uh, it's really nice. Yeah. Cute, nice. It is very nice. Uh-huh. It's the number one rated resort of any type in the world. So the one that's built like a sail in right. Dubai, yeah. we have higher ratings. Wow. The, like the Waldorf Astoria, yeah. 30% higher here. Wow. Like because this thing that happens here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when people go back into the world with this thing, with this thing, mm-hmm. 
they look different, act different, and everybody around them goes, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, because th- you've been in workshops for 38 it's years. Marketing. What the fuck happened to you? Mm-hmm. This finally something worked. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they get, because they think this. And I'm a great, I, I know why the moon enlisted me. Uh-huh. Because I was the least. Yeah. Uh-huh. To see, so I was the least. I was a wife beater. I was a drug addict. I was a sex addict. I was, there was, I was greedy and yeah. a thief. It picked me uh-huh, as a thing. Well, look what the fuck it did for this guy. Right. I'm not half as bad as this guy was. I'm not uh, a tenth as upset as he was. Mm. Da, 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 da. If it did that for him, what could it imagine do for him? what it could do. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. And I have to tell you what. I'm humbled beyond words to be a part of something and to be living my life the way that I'm living it and to be able, and I don't use the word proud, but to be okay with who I am mm. uh-huh, is a wonderful gift. It's its own gift. And, uh, uh, and to be trustworthy to myself and to others, it's a great, great, I never had, I'm an old man and I never had this, I never had that feeling ever. You know, I got it at 51 or something, you know, what a great gift, you know, and the chance to, you know, the, 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 the Christian understanding of redemption is a real understanding. Right. So, so redemption is real. Yes. And freedom that goes with it is real. So, I mean, there's beautiful stuff in there, you know, it's a good life. Yeah. I love your story because you came from that because it was so hard I think it would be a little bit of a harder pill to swallow if, let's say we talked to Christian yesterday, like you lived in a, a monastery yeah, a and, mon- and <laughs> you're like, and then you do this. It's like, okay, of course you moved to this, but your story is so um, extreme and this in how you started and where you are yeah. that I think it is, uh, it is pretty powerful. That's and it's interesting story. how I like that. I like the redemption. Also just a good story of how people can change. That changes. And that's the most beautiful the, the greatest thing, and this is one thing that I would love everybody who listens to you guys to to know, that no matter what's going on, uh, and no matter what people, what box people have put you in or you put yourself in, that, that, that changes one idea away, one action away, one nanosecond away. Like, it's, it's always there. That's why you should never, you know, suicides become such a big mm-hmm. thing. And especially amongst women, 35 to 55, it's fucking epidemic. And and it doesn't have to be, you know, that it's right there, that 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 this thing is right there. I love the concept. We talk a lot about that in The Best Life, the idea that, you know, your perception is one change away. I think sometimes maybe where you were, maybe some of our listeners, you can't see that that's an option. Correct. You know, we have, you know, we've talked a lot about um, like mental illness on our yes, podcast I and bet. people are like, well, you don't understand how people with mental illness can't, they just can't see that change. So is, so plant medicine in a way seems like it helps you get out of your own way. It does. To be able to make yeah. that change. It does. It lets you see truth, you know, and that's really what the whole thing is about. Yeah. Is about truth. Yeah. And, and all that, you know? And, uh, yeah, so I, I think, and I just see people in general. You know, for me and for uh, lots of people, it's plant medicine. For other people, it's yoga. Mm-hmm. Or for, for some people, it's 
it's walking in the woods or having sex or fucking whatever it is you know that that spirit is trying to find you your soul's trying to fucking find you uh-huh it's a wonderful concept it's a it's a great thing yeah. it is i love yeah. the idea of plant medicine as a tool yeah um, I just appreciate you for sharing yeah. your story here. So your book is Mrs. Moon's Medicine. Oh, no. Shit the Moon Says. Shit the Moon Says. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Shit the Moon Says. Moon it's moon. really fascinating, too, because it in the back, there's like a lot of the questions you ask, which I thought were the answers sometimes were really poignant and funny. And mm-hmm. one of the ones I thought was interesting was you said, in my next life, I want to find this sooner. Yeah. Yep. And she said, Jerry, you asked that in your last life. Yeah, that, that's the uh, 100%. <laughs> truth when she typed that i didn't even understand what she said she said you used i said i want uh i want to i want a favor yeah oh yeah and she said what's the favor i said in my next don't let me go so long mm. without coming to me as medicine and she said you used that your last next life and i thought what the fuck and i had a diagram that <laughs> understand what that i that's this yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah. Shit. That is. Yeah. that's crazy yeah. it's yeah. amazing well this is the best life podcast and you know i think we got a lot of insight and maybe you even answered this question but the question we ask all of our guests at the end is what do you consider to be the best life for you what does that look like i'm i think that and i i always say this to people especially people that are experiencing success you know that that success without a cause greater than yourself will be the emptiest journey. Like, I don't care how many millions, I don't care how many billions. Mm-hmm. And I see Jeff Bezos and I see, I see these guys that must have even more pressure. And, and success without this having something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And the bigger than you always somehow gets back to helping your brothers and sisters right and and as long so my best life is a life where i'm not in first where where i'm clearly in second and that's the the greatest easiest coolest most rewarding place for me you know Wow, thank you so well, much. Well, you are certainly doing that here, and we are just so honored to be invited, and we've I'm just so loved every second of it so here. far. I really am glad. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're brightening the place up, <laughs> these two beauties. Uh, yeah. Thank you. So yeah. you guys, Rhythmia, it's in Costa Rica. Um, we have a special link, and you know, if this calls to you, obviously, if you have more questions, we can uh, direct you to people with the answers like Jerry, you could check out his book, Shit the Moon Says, um, check out the links, and we're going to share our stories as well. So we're excited yeah, to have helps. you guys listen. So thank, thank you, Jerry. you both. Thank you so much from my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.